Masks by Paul Lawrence Dunbar. We wear the mask that grins and lies. It hides our cheeks and shades our eyes. The debt we pay to human guile, with torn and bleeding hearts we smile, and mouth with myriad subtle ties. Why should the world be overwise in counting all our tears and sighs? Nay, let them only see us while we wear the mask. My name is Tuzo, and welcome to Tuzo Talks Lessons from Life on the Edge. When I was growing up, I remember we used to have a huge brunch at our place about every Sunday, almost every Sunday. And this was the time when my father's family and friends would come together for a meal, as well as problem-solving sessions. Now, I say problem-solving because these were the sessions that brought together everybody's problems, and before they left, a solution had to be found, or at least worked on. Here they discussed the child that was going to be sent to school or university or the next investment that they were going to be making, the next loan that was going to be given, the next business that was going to be opened, the next land that was going to be cultivated or bought. I mean, everything came together in these sessions. So it got me thinking because back then a problem shared was indeed a problem half solved. But what about now? Can we say the same about our problems? because most of us would cover them with masks. Now, at this particular moment where I am in Austria, we're required to wear masks, or at least we're obligated to wear masks in order to prevent or as a preventive measure to corona. And they're so strict to the point that if they find you without a mask, or even when your mask is below your nose, you get a fine. It's I think it's 60 euros if I'm not mistaken. But I like to think that most of us have at one point of our lives worn a mask in order to hide what is truly happening on the inside. Masks that hide our past traumas, masks that hide our pain and hurt and the problems that we have that money can't solve, masks that keep us in dysfunctional marriages because we value more about what it would look like on the outside because somehow we have gotten to a point of convincing ourselves that our image and what we portray on the outside is better than what is going on on the inside. And unfortunately for us, we now learn to cope by keeping up this facade of ourselves. Now, we live in a world of social media. And the thing about social media is it will either motivate you or it will make you drown. And I say drown, okay, for lack of a better, how can I say it? It will depress you. Exactly, sorry. So it will either motivate you or depress you. And either way, you have, it's your choice where you go with it. We live in a world where the people with the most followers on social media are not the intellectuals, are not the leaders. We live in a world where influencers or people with the most followers or admirers are people with the flashiest lifestyles. They're people with this glamorous life that you want to look at and admire and love and ooh and ah and everything. So the thing is, is either that thing motivates you to get to that point or it depresses you. Because whether we like it or not, these people will not show you the downside. Social media is barely a place where you speak out your failures and you speak out your 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 problems or your mistakes or, or anything that is going on in your life apart from the glamorous side of it. It's a place where you share your vacation and you share dates and your dinners and your weddings and your glamorous photo shoots. It's not a place where anybody wants to hear about your problems. I mean, 
I remember the other day, unfortunately, when um, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend lost their baby. And, you know, Chrissy, Chrissy wrote this really nice, long write-up about how she felt and how she was coping with it. And people had the audacity to have something negative to say about that woman in that situation. It was from, it was shocking for me. It was really, I couldn't believe it. But that is that is where we are. And then we also, at the same time, have to cope with the pressure from our society, from around us, you know, from our parents and our families and our friends. And we have to cope with that because when some of them are, you know, way ahead of us, there are parents that would remind you that they are way ahead of you. Now, don't get me wrong, parents. It's not like we don't know. We know. We know. You know, we understand. Yes, he's opened up his company. Yes, I know. I know what you're talking about. But it also brings a little bit of pressure on top of you, you know, on you. And so you put on your mask. And once you put on this mask, the mask will either be temporary or it will be permanent. The mask is temporary when you put it on and you and you fake it till you make it. You fake it with your photos and your vacations and you're having a good time and you got your cocktail and you're lit and you're turned and you fake it until you finally make it. Or you put on your mask and you drown. You get yourself holed up into a pit simply because you feel like you were dealt a bad card in life. Now, don't under, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that you have to put yourself out there for every Tom, Dick, and Harry to read, like, you know, an open book or anything like that. But when you look around you and when you look around your friends and your network, and do you see people that you can take your mask off and say, look, I have this problem. Do you see problem solvers around your network? Because when you don't, this is when your mask becomes permanent. Now, it's one thing not having problem solvers in your network, but it's another thing you hiding from your friends and family about what is going on in your life. The problem is many people don't realize that as you are going through what you are going through, we can check up on you. We can ask you what is going on. Are you okay? Are you fine? Is everything okay with you? But when you don't speak up, the problem is people move on with their lives. And the only people that are left with you to figure out what is going on with this person are your parents. Your parents can never run and leave you. So they are there and they are with you and they are trying to figure out what is going on with our son or our daughter. What is this whole habit that she has developed or this whole character? Where is this coming from? And one thing I've come to realize is that there's nothing too big for a parent. I personally feel like, I mean, I knock on wood, but I feel like there is nothing that Skyla would do or situation that she would get in that I wouldn't try to pull her out from. I don't see it. And the thing is, we have to, we have to get to a point of realizing where that the hole that we leave in a parent's heart is from them not knowing how they could have saved you from yourself. Because they think, I gave birth to you. And if I can give birth to you and guide you 
should be able to save you from destroying yourself. So I'm going to tell you a little story about what happened to me last year that made me put on a mask for the longest time. So I gave birth to my daughter around February. And I remember my mother came. My mother came for three months to take care of me for three months from February to around May or something. Yeah, from February to April, May. So she came for three months to take care of me and, you know, to help me out with the baby after the birth and everything. And honestly speaking, I don't know how I would have done it if it wasn't for her. Because I was sore to the core. I was so sore. I felt like I can never do this alone. (laughs) But so when she was leaving, she said, you know, Tuzo, why don't you come home with me? And she said that because... I had been I had broken up with the father since I was two months pregnant. So I went through the whole pregnancy alone. I gave birth alone. And yeah, of course my family came of course to support me, but I'm talking in terms of a partner. I was alone. And my where I live, I live in Vienna. My sister and my auntie at the time lived in Salzburg. My whole family lived in Salzburg, which is about like three hours away. And so it was just me and my mom. And my mom said, you know, why don't you come home? Why don't you come home to Tanzania for a little bit? Just to, you know, relieve yourself of the stress that you're going through. And I'll help you take care of the baby. At first I thought, nah, I'm not going back there. I'm not going home. I'm not going home, ma. It's too, mm I mean, all this time and all I have is a baby. No, I'm not going back there. And she said, oh, come on. Just come home. Don't You don't need to worry about anything. Just come home with me. And I thought about it for a while. I actually said no for the longest time. And the longer I said no, the longer she stayed, the longer she convinced me. I have to tell you a little bit about a back, a little background about my mom. My mom is one of the most strict people I have ever met. The strongest woman I have ever met, actually, in a way. Because she built her career. Like, my mom is a career woman. And so... She built herself in a way that there's nothing that can break her. You cannot break Jacqueline. It doesn't work. There's never a problem too big. She's the kind of person, as I said, and she's really, really positive. She's the kind of person that when your roof is on fire, she'll tell you, well, at least the couch didn't burn. I mean, at least you got got out safe. So she's positive. She's strong. She's a go-getter. And she moves on with her life. So there is no way she will hold you. Like, yes, she will give you a shoulder to cry on. But you won't cry for that long because she's also a strict disciplinarian. So she wants to know, you've made your mistake. I want to know where you're going after it. You know, I I don't want to sit here and cry with you and tell you how poor you and everything. I want to know where you're going. How can I help you get through what you're going through? You know, she wants strategy and she wants a plan. And I remember this and, and, and I told her, like, you know, why are you not? Why are you saying things like that? And she was like, I can't jump in the pool and drown with you. You know, I, I can't drown with you because if we are both going to drown, who's going to pull the other out? And I thought, OK, OK, so I can do this. I can do this. So we go home. We go to Tanzania. And unfortunately, unfortunately, okay, well, it's normal because I would also ask. But so everybody that came to 
visit the baby and visit me and see the baby and you know um my mom's first grandchild everybody that came asked where's the father i personally hated this question i hated this question so much that sometimes when somebody would ask this where's the father i felt like leaving the room you know but i had to put my mask on and oh well he's around he's there he's there i always had a vague answer i had the most vague answers to the question where's the father the only people that knew what was going on was my close friends of like close friends really you had to be close to me to know what what really went on or really if i had to tell you what is going on but every other tom dick and harry was told something vague and i remember it went on for quite a while you know and i remember one day um auntie rose came to see us and so usually you know they would see the baby and everything and i would just walk out so they can have their talks and talk about whatever they want to talk about but at the end of the day my mom came and said and said you know auntie rose said you don't really have to be with with the person because you had a baby with them and i want you to know that it's okay and i want you to know that not everybody thinks that you're not everybody's judging you and this because this was the biggest this was the biggest excuse for me to put on this mask for so long that i have it all together was because how do i tell you where the father is and have you walking out of there without judging me and i feel like this is something that a lot of people face a lot of women face it in so many different circumstances i'm not just talking about you being a single woman or a single parent i'm talking about you being a divorcee i'm talking about you being single at 40 i'm talking about you being never proposed to and or childless or you know i'm talking about things that society has put pressure upon that really really have forced you into a cocoon and have forced you to put on this mask so that you can cope i put off my mask at one point because and i finally said oh you know what we're not together we're it's not working we're not together we haven't been together and i did this simply because my mom came to to, to show me that you know it's okay it's okay you don't have to pretend another thing is the problem with masks is they also come with a particular character trait that is needed in order to completely wipe it out to completely change you and what i mean is that for example a mask will come with alcohol or weed or relationship or drugs and i say this to say there are people that drink so much these days in order to mask out their pain they don't drink to have fun anymore i mean how are you getting lit from monday to sunday and back on monday again how are you drunk 7 days of the week there are people that have masked out their pain or what is going on and their traumas through relationships somebody's always in a relationship you've never been you've never been single the word s i n g l e you don't know about it because you're always booed up you either in a relationship you either in a fling you're either something somewhere or you're either having you know uh friends with benefits the people that mask out their pain 
by never being alone. You've never been alone. You're always in a group, a company. You're always moving like this. I, like, hello? Are you normal? When do you take the time out to even think? You understand? There are people that mask out their pain by using drugs and weed. There are people that, they're, I mean, their mask comes with this. And it's really nice because you see the thing about a mask. It allows you to be something else for, for some time. It allows the outside to see you as another thing, something else for some time, for as long as you allow it to last. You know, if I put on a vampire mask in Halloween, I'm going to be a vampire throughout the 31st of October. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be still going to be a vampire on the 3rd of November. Hell no, because life has moved on. But if I put on a mask to mask out something that I feel like I cannot face, something that I feel like if I was to put out there, I will be judged. I will probably not be forgiven. I will hurt the people that I love. If I put on this mask of drugs or weed or alcohol, it would allow me to function because then it will allow me not to think about it so much. A lot of us are running from thinking these days. A lot of youth are running from it. We barely think anymore. We barely have moments of silence for ourselves. It's so important for us to be aware of the habits we're developing because when your life pattern starts diverting away from your vision and has you losing focus simply because you feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses or you have to do what is socially acceptable, then you are wearing a dangerous mask that really will not solve the problem. What will solve the problem is addressing the issues and what is going on. What will also solve the problem is if you as a friend notice that your friend is drowning or withdrawing themselves. Your friend is getting into things that you never thought would come. You never saw would happen, so to say. Sorry. So if you see this within a friend of yours, if you see that what is not happening? Why is why are they drinking so much? What is all this smoking? What is what is this that you're doing? Why are you sleeping around? You know? If you see this within somebody, sometimes everybody just needs somebody to say, Hey, hello, can you stop? Can you tell me what's going on and stop masking out whatever's going on by continuing to do these ridiculous things you're doing? And I really hope that you would reach out to people. I really encourage you to do this. I still believe that a problem shared doesn't have to be a problem gossiped about. It can still be a problem half solved. And for those that are standing on the sidelines watching your friends and your peers going through something that they have not expressed to you but you know that they're not themselves, I also encourage you to reach out to them and to continue making them aware of their habits that they have been cultivating. Continue to make them, continue to support them, to love them, to make them feel understood. If we are going to be tomorrow's future, we have to start holding our friends and our peers accountable. We have to start raising the questions that others won't. We have to start encouraging people to remove the masks that they so badly want to keep on in order to avoid the real issues that are going on in their lives. And with that being said, I want to leave you with this. 
In Swahili we have a saying, it says mficha magonjwa kifo umumbua. When you hide your disease, death will reveal it for you. And I hope that we are going to be able to reveal ourselves to people that care about us before it's too late for them to save us. So thank you very much for tuning in and I'll talk to you Monday. Bye bye.